0: Hey, I'm Russ. And I'm Steve. Growing up in the 80s, we were introduced to video games, movies, and technology that made a lasting impression on us and forever enriched our lives. I think I'm gonna cry! It's been a fascinating journey to be a part of, one that we constantly treasure. Booty. Our goal is simple share our magical moments of discovery and geek out with lovely folks just like you. Ah, uh, achievement unlocked. So if you crave pixel goodness, memorable moments, and experiences that make your inner child do the happy dance, you've come to the right place. Let's do this! Welcome to Joygasm. Ah, <laughs> yeah! What's going on everyone and welcome back to Joygasm where we talk about video games, movies, and pop culture. My name is Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360, and joining me is my hot and bothered brother Steve, Xbox Live Steveovich, as we begin episode 35 on this August 26th, 2017. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to show us some love, you can find us on Twitter at joygasmTV and facebook.com slash joygasmTV. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash joygasmTV or search joygasmTV on YouTube. And no matter which platform you use to consume the show, please drop us a subscription, thumbs up, or a review. It helps us build awareness, which we appreciate very much. We have a great many things on the show for you today in video game news we check out the latest overwatch animated may short as well as some character updates with mercy and diva from gamescom we have two new characters making their way to injustice 2 which makes me excited we have secret of mana reboot and a few other notable headlines Movie news includes a Joker-Harley Quinn movie announcement, Bad Boys 3, Wonder Woman sales figures, and the director drama between Patty Jenkins and James Cameron. Our topic of the day is bittersweet Nintendo experience, but first things first, Steve, how you doing? Oh, Russ, I'm doing great. You are a a sight for sore eyes, I must say. I feel like I haven't seen you in a
1: while. You haven't, Russ. You haven't. You know you, you don't you don't invite me over anymore. You never talk to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably when you started spooning me in bed. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going a little too far. I like to cuddle. I'm a cuddler. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so What have you been playing?
1: Uh just my uh, my daily Overwatch fix, Russ. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough. I'm not. I'm not even the least bit tired. Well, what time did you go to Betty Buy? Uh psh, 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 about two thirty four.
0: Impressive. (laughs) (gasps) Russ. See? I opened up all those loot boxes, as you very well know. I know very well, because I took notes on every single one of them. And we were on Twitch. (laughs) For the very first, well, second time. Second time. First time was a little test. Second time, we were actually trying to be, you know, somewhat entertaining. And we were on Facebook Live. (laughs) We were. That was a long video, though. It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you have 95 <laughs> loot boxes to open up, it does get a little uh, long. But man. actually, the the response was positive from the community. Actually, we had... That was probably one of the most... Um, Active posts we put on to Facebook, yeah, and people actually really did enjoy looking at just what you got. Yeah, it's, it's that whole randomizer thing where you know no one knows what exactly is going to come out of a loot box, and so actually I could see like you know you got nothing to do, so then oh this guy's got ninety five loot boxes. Yeah, let's yeah. let's see what he got. Yeah, when I
1: was uh, filming that with with my phone, I thought I was on Wi Fi for that almost entire hour. Actually, I think it was about 45 minutes, but I wasn't. So that was all data like like, Facebook. I have enormous bills. Nice.
0: (laughs) Oh boy. But uh, yeah. What about you, Russ? How are you? I am fan freaking tastic. I started my little vacation today. Oh, today. The only way to do it right is to have an episode of Joygasm. Indeed. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be with all of you who are listening. And uh, but not you. No, great. Well not I you. was about you know, I was about to say I'm very happy that you're happy. <laughs> I know.
1: Now I take <laughs> back. it back. Right right before I said that, I was looking into Steve's eyes and he
0: got this little like like glimmer or sparkle in his eyes, like, oh really? <laughs> and then I shut him down. a <laughs> smack. But no, I'm taking next week off from uh, my day job, which is great because I will be able to focus on things such as the show, as well as play just a ton of video games and spend some time, uh, quality time, with the wife. Indeed. Because she is uh, in definite need of some R&R from uh, taking care of the kids, so... Um, but yeah, this week, man, it's crazy how we've moved from going twice a week to once a week because there's just so much stuff that's been going on for me personally. I know on Monday, we got to enjoy the, the great American solar eclipse. I don't know if you went outside for that or not. I practiced my sun stare. <laughs> but you did. <laughs> how much time can I look at the sun without going blind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was really cool was that when I was out, it actually occurred when I was on my lunch break, I was walking outside and all of the bushes on the ground, if you looked at the shadows, had these little mini like eclipse looking Mm. shapes to them. It was the coolest thing. And then I had a coworker who was talking about how like if you take your hands and you place your fingers in kind of a a, a crisscross pattern and you hold it up so you can see the shadow, it does kind of something similar where like for whatever reason, that pin light kind of approach causes um the the general shape of what you would see if you looked up with you know the appropriate eye gear yeah Uh, but it was fun it was cool like everybody from all the different corporate buildings came out and, and you could tell certain folks had actually purchased those those special type of glasses so you can look up and see it i actually had a coworker bring in his welding goggles Oh wow. and So I, yeah. I put those on, looked up and you could see it. You could see the the eclipse happening. It was pretty cool. Another thing that I, f- I found out was that apparently there will be another solar eclipse going on in 2024. Mm-hmm. And that apparently Dallas is the place to be for it. Like it will actually get dark for a certain amount of time.
1: I noticed looking outside that everything looked darker. It, it was it was pretty cool. I, I I don't have any special sunglasses, so I put on both pairs of my sunglasses, <laughs> my, my my Maui Gems and my Oakleys. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, this should be good enough. And I was like, I'm gonna try it. And I looked. Yeah, no, it didn't work.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so- and now you're blind in one eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Uh- it was cool though because it did look darker. Like I noticed there was kind of like this subtle shade of magenta almost on everything. It was almost like I was wearing a pair of sunglasses, but I wasn't. And I was just walking around. The weather also got cooler too during that time. I think initially during that day, it was probably in the high nineties, probably around 95, 97, somewhere around there. But then as it was going on, I think it was like down to the seventies. So it was it was really quite pleasant. Everybody was was commenting on yeah. it as we were walking around. We're like, oh man, this is I can get used to this. All right. We should have a solar eclipse every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is again. Yeah. <laughs> so other than that, I have to personally thank you, Steve. Yes. You, you were do. you were my my errand boy earlier this week. Hmm. I was looking at seeing what all the the commotion was going on regarding the hardware, and we're actually going to get more into that later on um, during our topic of the day, but my lovable brother over here, what's up? He uh, he went to GameStop, and he was able to pre-order, I believe, the last Xbox One X Project Scorpio edition, is that correct? That is correct. The very last one. Uh, so I was very, very appreciative of that fact because there was no way I could go. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big deal. Of course, the other thing being that I was also really wanting to get the SNES classic mini and was unfruitful in that venture, which we will talk about later on. That's during our bittersweet Nintendo topic of the day.
1: I have, uh, yeah, some, some words for that. Yeah. No, don't you worry. We're going to get to that, uh,
0: very soon.
1: But it was funny. I was thinking you know, like you know, I, I definitely wanted to get a Xbox One X, uh, but I wasn't planning on pre-purchasing it quite yet. And then when I watched Gamescom, mm. when they said this one's gonna be a Project Scorpio, I thought that's the one I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the one that has the cooler name on it. You know?
0: right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. In terms of the Xbox Project Scorpio, I, I assume you saw the videos from Gamescom. Yeah. Okay, here's my take on the system in terms of the aesthetic. I absolutely love what they did with the actual box of the system where Mm -hmm. you have that subtle gradient and it has kind of a texture on there. um, Just real subtle, but just it looks hot. It it looks really cool. I also love the fact that Microsoft actually listened to their fans, even though they didn't officially decide to... Renig on the Xbox One X name and go back and just call it like the Xbox Scorpio. Yeah. You could tell that they were looking at all the, the, the outrage from the fans regarding how much the name name sucks. sucks. (laughs) (laughs) We both love you, Microsoft, but that name sucks. The more I think about it, the more I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. So you could tell that that had quite an influence because on this particular system they actually have the name Project Scorpio written down the side of the box, which is just hilarious because now it's like an identity crisis because on the one hand, it's like, yeah, I bought an Xbox One X and you have people look at it like, wait, is it a Project Scorpio? Well, yeah, yeah, it is, but still, uh, you know, it, you know, the, the best case scenario would have been to have whoever their director of marketing is just lay down the law, stick to their yeah. guns and say, we need got to go back and just, just call it Xbox Scorpio. Yeah. You know, just to remove the project part, just call it Xbox Scorpio. Yeah, it's exactly.
1: Awesome. I mean, it just it, it's just a new box or yeah. and, and some ink,
0: you know, printer ink or whatever, you know, maybe a new yeah. plastic panel on the system. That's it. I will say though, I do like seeing Project Scorpio on the system. That's mm-hmm. cool. My one beef with the whole entire presentation is the controller. If you look at the controller, they have also placed the the, the logo of Project Scorpio vertically down the, the, the quasi middle of the controller. Have yeah. you seen pictures of yeah. this? So the problem is, is that, okay, I'm a designer. I've been a designer for the last, I don't know, 15 years, let's say. So I'm looking at this all they did was they took the font which normally is is in a horizontal fashion and then they literally like probably in Photoshop or InDesign rotated the font you know so it's vertical so it's like you know it's like 45 degrees and so now in order to read it properly you have to like turn your neck like rotate your neck in order to kind of see what it says I'm like, no, no, no. If you're going to do it vertically like that, then you need to rotate the letters so that they you, you can see what it says. P-R-O-J-E-C-T, you know, so on yeah. and so forth. So it goes down that way. The other issue with it too is, is that based off the pictures that I saw, the the actual placement of Project Scorpio is not directly in the center of yeah. the controller. Yeah. I'm uh, looking at that. I'm like, you guys who doing? approved that? Yeah. They I guys- mean it's just it's ridiculous. I'm looking at that. I'm thinking, okay, you guys have to like understand, you know, like like in design, uh not the program in design, but just, you know, in design generally speaking you have to like be aware of your margins. You have to be aware of padding. And in this situation, you have the right analog stick that's on the right side. And then you have the D pad, which is on the left side. You have to be able to play within the real estate of that in order for that to work. Otherwise, it looks like some amateur thing that just gets slapped on the controller and it just, it's an eyesore. Yeah. You know, another option they could have done too is they could have actually broken it up. Like One of the things I love about when I bought my Xbox One was they had the day one 2013 text in the center of the controller. It's really nice. And it's, it's it, you know, just in terms of composition and layout, it just fits within that space. Well, they should have taken a cue from what they did with that and just have the word project be on its own line. And then underneath it, put Scorpio yep. just like that. Put it nice, neat in the center. It could still be that cool green color if you want it to be, but it will fit within that space. Yeah. That's what they should have done. And instead, it was like literally like whoever designed it, they took what they did by putting the font on the system and then just shrunk it down in Photoshop or something and and just plopped it on the controller. And I'm like, no, no. That is, I, I, I like where your head's at. However, that should not have been approved. It's like it was rushed. Yeah. My, okay, that works. Let's get it out there. My hope is is that <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. there will be enough of a response from the gaming community regarding that, that Microsoft will be able to, to make a swap. You know, just, it's, it's not a big change. It's no. not a big fix. No. But once again, just another head scratcher. We were just like, why did you yeah. do that?
1: <laughs> I'm surprised they
0: only had... They
1: don't have it as one terabyte also. I thought they would stuff more memory in there.
0: Well, I think we've been a little spoiled lately because like the xbox one when it came out was 500 My. gigs and that was good for, for yeah. when it first came out and you got to understand that came out in 2013 true that was what four years ago yeah so i mean by the time the xbox one x comes out it'll be probably close to five years and uh, yeah in one terabyte uh, it would have been I mean, okay i have a what do, what do i have like a six or eight terabyte external yeah you know, eight terabyte external hard drive That's hooked into my Xbox one currently, but that's going above and beyond. I have an absolute ton of space just simply because I hate deleting and having to reinstall a game. If I want to play it, I just want to be able to plug and play. So yeah, it would have been nice to have been like, like maybe two terabytes would have
1: been nice. Yeah, I was going to say two terabytes because the thing is also with the Xbox one is that, at the time it was released, there was no backwards compatibility at the time. Right. So uh, later on, they added that. But with the One X, there is going to be backwards compatibility. So at the same time, you're going to take everything that you have on your current hard drive, you know it's 500 gigs or not, and then you're going to put it on the new hard drive. Right. And then so now you're going to be stuck with like, what, 500 gigs again? You know, <laughs> like, come on.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point for sure. But no, regardless of all that, though, thank you. Thank you for going to GameStop. MD! Hooking your brother up. I appreciate Actually, that. Actually, I did more than that, Russ. I went a whole round town to see if I could find another one. Yeah, well, like, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that during our topic of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see here. I also, oh, mm-hmm. I don't think I told you about this, Steve. Mm,
1: tell me now. Well,
0: no, I'll wait till later. Okay. Okay. So uh, with Overwatch, over. Thank God. I was going to catch you. We played last night and I am just I'm bouncing off the walls like yeah. Richard Simmons right now because <laughs> we were like full of win last night, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were hooked up with I actually I remember a couple of the guys' names. I need to friend them send them, send them some friend requests, goodness, because we were just absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. We haven't had a night like that in no. I don't know how long. I think we won like 10 in a row. Or yeah. Close to 10. I mean, I just I just I got used to winning so much and we're just, you know, kind of overwhelmed winning. And so finally (laughs) we had one match where like, you know, slowly but surely one by one, people would kind of leave the team and that sort of thing to the point where we finally, we had had our first loss. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to spoil this night. Nope. Just leave it right there. So I was pretty happy about that. It's fantastic. I finished watching the Matrix. I also got in and watched the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix Revolutions. Good. We got some good old movie time Man. in there. Well,
1: I, I've been looking out for you uh, on Xbox Live, and I haven't seen you. Oh, I, you've been on every once in a while, but it's like mm-hmm. Xbox Live, uh, Toast 360 status, home, Netflix. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Tweet." laughs> all right, Mike, I know what it's
0: doing. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a really enjoyable experience to go back through, because I haven't watched those movies in years. And, there, you know, I remember last time, um, I think on a previous episode, we we're talking a bit about just watching the first Matrix and I had mentioned how the second and third ones were not as good. And I stick by that. You know, I, I definitely love the first one the most. But having said that, like watching the second and third ones, actually there was a lot to like about those. I do think that um, the third one was probably the weakest out of the three. Uh, but having said that, Agent Smith is just <laughs> so cool. I love Hugo Weaving and just watching him do it. Uh, yeah, it, it was just... It was, it, was, it was a nice nostalgic romp through yeah so did that I also purchased Hellblade, which is for the ps4 and it's a game that I mentioned to you is that game in Empire um I think it was like two episodes ago yeah. just played a oh, yeah. l- little bit of it you need to check this game out in fact uh, after the podcast uh, I'll I'll pop it in there for you but't it kind of creepy in a way it's very creepy I was playing it last night it's it's kind of a psychological thriller in a way but it's it's kind of uh cast in this Nordic world. Horizon it's almost, kind of world? Uh kinda, yeah. The kind of Viking-esque. It's like
1: yeah. it's like if um what what's the chick's name in Horizon? Aloy? Aloy. It's like if Aloy had a just dis- mentally disturbed, you know, kind of possessed yeah. cousin, you know, and the other tribe. Yeah. Kinda,
0: sorta. <laughs> but um but no, this one was very much into the whole Nordic lore thing and and just I don't know where she is or what she's doing there, whatever, but, um, it's, it, it's really an experience. It, yeah. it definitely immerses you. She's just a person who deals with a lot of, um, psychotic episodes. And so like while you're playing, you're constantly hearing voices in your head, which are coming from both left and right speakers. So, I mean, if I had like a 5.1 or 7.1 setup in my house, I'd be freaking out because I'm <laughs> sure they probably use that to the fullest extent, but the graphics are just amazing. It it's, truly just an immersive experience with it. There's no HUD. Remember we were talking about how there's no UI right. that makes a difference. Like if you don't see a UI HUD and you're moving around, like, I mean, I started to get really creeped out pretty quick. The other thing that was, was interesting was that um, I had my first fight with one of the the guys before I could go through this door and I ended up losing the fight. Um, and what happens is, is that my one of my hands started to get like this weird, uh, skin disease thing going on and it's called the dark rot. <laughs> and so apparently in the game, like every time that you lose a battle, like you quote unquote die, which which you, you didn't really die in the game. Um, the rot travels more and more up your arm until the point where like, if it gets into your mind, it essentially, you know, kills you and you have to start the whole game over. Ugh. So it's a pretty original Approach to that that sort of thing, but what was cool too was the fact that like when I lost the battle, I didn't have to fight him again. It just continued on. Hmm. I mean, it was, it's it's a very novel approach to just gaming in general. And really, I had there's not a lot that I've done so far. It's kind of a a puzzles game in a way, but not. Nah, there's some action thrown in there. Anyway, you got to check it out. I'll be able to hold on to you on the couch. I get
1: scared. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the Nordic lore thing because I started watching a new uh, Netflix show. Um, And I'm going to hold off talking too much about it because I've only watched the first episode. Yeah. Uh, It's called The Last Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So I came up on my feed, and I thought, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, it's original Netflix uh, content. So Mm -hmm. I started watching it. It's a little... I don't want to say low budget, but it's kind of low budget in a way. That's the best way I can think of it. Sure. Scripting is, is decent and acting is decent. Uh, so I'm going to continue watching it for a little longer and see what happens. The story is a little, <laughs> but uh, we'll see what, what, what goes on.
0: Uh, finally, the thing I have on my list is that I've been playing a whole lot more Sonic Mania and I am stuck on <laughs> Oil Ocean. I don't know if you've seen me try and fight this boss or not, but... Isn't that where all the fire starts kind of coming up? Yeah, like like if you you have the fire shield on, then if you touch the oil, then it lights fire, which is fine. But that boss, like Dr. Robot Nick is in this like weird octopus squid robot looking thing. Man, I have... And and see, the thing is, is like when you lose all your lives, there isn't a continue In, in the traditional Sonic games if you went to like a bonus round and you collected a certain amount of rings, it would actually score you a continue. So if you lost all your lives, instead of it just being game over, you would have the option to to hit continue and then to give you three more lives and you can keep going you know, th- your way through it. I don't know if that exists in this game or not, but as it stands right now, once I go through all my lives, it's game over. And if <laughs> it's game over, then you have to start over in that particular yep. zone. So I've done this so many times. I totally just spit on my mic right now. <laughs> it's so many quick times. Yeah, I to save that for later. <laughs> and I mean, like, I'll have like six or seven lives, and I just keep dying. I cannot get past that part. So yeah, it's going to take a little while. I decided to take a little break from the Sonic world before I get too pissed. <laughs> before you get too much motion sickness. Yeah, exactly. Well, what do you say we get into some gaming news, eh, Steve? Let's do it. To kick things off, Gamescom 2017, Microsoft Exec says cross-network play talks are ongoing with Sony. Following the announcement of several games featuring cross-play between PCs and consoles, excluding the PS4 at E3 2017, a Microsoft executive has explained that they and Sony are in ongoing ongoing discussions about making cross-network play a reality someday.
1: About friggin' time. Yeah, this is something hey, that
0: we we've talked about this yeah. so many times. For about our last few decades, it's all about the gamers. You know, if you can have games that are specifically designed for multiplayer, it doesn't. It shouldn't matter which system you own. Just let the gamers play with their buddies. Right. At the end of the day, that's what counts most. Right. Overwatch. Has a new animated short, which I'm sure all of you have checked out. If you haven't, then you definitely should. I believe we have it on our Facebook.com slash TV site. It's uh, called Rise and Shine. And what did you think of it? I thought it was extremely
1: well done. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what kind of folks they have over there at Blizzard staff, but I mean, if you're a fan of like the, the opening of the movie Up, yeah. Pixar's Up, you're going to love it this. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're an Overwatch fan or you're not an Overwatch fan. It's just a treat to watch.
0: May is a character that I actually enjoy to play every now and then, although I find if I'm not playing her and someone else is playing her, I find her to be really annoying. And I think it's really cool to have an animated short that focuses on the character because I wound up just really appreciating and respecting the character more as a result of seeing more of her backstory. And I mean, it was, yeah, it's like you said, it was like a Pixar level with just the character arc and just the story going on. I mean, the, the video itself is about 10 minutes long, but I just loved everything about it. I I loved how it wasn't just like yet another animated short where there's lots of fighting and shooting and stuff. It actually was just based around what she is passionate about, what she loves to do regarding science and the snow and ice and stuff. And just the sacrifice. What, What was, what's the name of her robot again? Uh, I thought it was, uh, just snowflake, but maybe I'm wrong. I've- it's something I can't remember what it is, but anyway, I loved the emotes that they did. Right. You know, kind of reminded me of Wally a little bit, a little bit of Wally. Yep. And I liked how, well, I won't spoil it. If you guys haven't seen it, I would definitely encourage you guys to go check it out. It's super cool. Some other news from Gamescom. Calm. Uh, Microsoft explains how to transfer data to Xbox one X. I thought this was worth covering. Um, so there are three separate methods, which I'll have my notes here. Where I'll just tell you. Uh, there's the first one. It's called Settings Backup. Your existing Xbox One settings data, presumably including the new modular home menu, can be copied to an external storage device and reapplied to an X. The second option is early 4K updates. Patches for 4K game enhancements are likely to be weighty you'll be able to download these early on your existing Xbox and then copy them to external storage or transfer them over a home network when your X arrives. The third option is game and app transfer. Once you have received your X, all games and apps from your original console can be transferred over your home network, which should be faster than re-downloading them or copying via an external storage. So, Things that just kind of, you know, depending on how you want to approach it. Yeah. I think I'd probably do the third one, honestly. I'm guessing they're going to give you
1: instructions in the box, too, to tell you how to do it. Because, I mean, everybody who loves Microsoft and has an Xbox One is going to want to transfer their content. Oh, yeah. So, it goes without
0: saying. Yeah, I I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. It's literally just, you know, take your stuff that you have. They'll probably have a a USB cable to plug it into your Xbox One X and just do it.
1: Well, I've been really antsy about that too because one of the reasons that I I bought my Xbox One in particular was because it came with the Master Chief uh, collection on it. So, I mean, that's only on my hard drive. So I lose my hard drive, I lose
0: that game. Yeah, so. I'm sure there's a way that you could transfer it. Yeah. Some other Overwatch news is that Overwatch season six changes have been detailed. The biggest change is that this season will not only be two months long instead of the usual three. Kaplan said that engagement is a lot higher at the beginning of the season, and they wanted to make that early season excitement more frequent. Some other news also is that, I don't know, if, you may have heard about this, Steve, is that um, did you hear about how Mercy's ultimate is getting changed? I sure did. Oh my goodness, there's a new change. The ultimate is called Valkyrie and it's where it allows Mercy to actually fly. Yep. Instead of just floating around like she normally does, she can actually fly for about, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds. Yeah, it's about 30 seconds, yeah. It's a sustained amount of time. Um, Also, her gun has an increased rapid rate of fire, and I also believe they buffed up the damage a little bit too. Uh, I don't think they buffed up the damage, but but what they definitely did is
1: um, they didn't give you a reload time. So you just keep shoot, shoot, shoot just like your D. Oh, D. really? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but basically from what I understand is when you're in Valkyrie ultimate mode uh, everything Mercy does is faster. Yeah. So instead of like, you know, just flying over to somebody just real quick to heal them, she can now stay afloat she can fly longer distances, so if someone's in the background, she right. can get over there. Her healing stream now targets multiple people, so she can heal multiple folks at the same time. That's, same, her, that's during her ultimate? That's during her ultimate. Oh, wow. Same thing with damage uh, boost, uh, so she can do that, you know, multiple different people. Maybe that's um, what I was
0: thinking of was a damage boost.
1: Yeah. Plus, she can resurrect mm-hmm. faster, because that's the thing. Instead of resurrect being her ultimate, and yeah. she would fly in and resurrect the entire team. Now it's, it's a regular ability, and it's only one person at a time with a cooldown of 30 seconds.
0: Right. Which yeah. Which
1: I'm looking forward to that actually because at some point cuz I, I play Mercy a lot. Yeah. And there's times where one or two people on the team die or just let's just say one and I'm like okay, I'm going to hold on to my ultimate because I want to raise two or three four people at once. And sometimes another person will die but the other but the the reload has happened on the previous person so now I'm still down to one death and Thirty seconds is not a long time to wait for to revive somebody at all. So yeah. I think it's going to be good. But at the same time, I'm I, they'll they'll might nerf it <laughs> in, in the future. I don't know. I think it's almost too much for Mercy. I think they'll nerf it.
0: I do like the the changes to Mercy's character just because largely she's a passive character. Yeah. You, you do have a handful of players who are pretty good with going on offense with Mercy. But as a general rule, it's kind of you're kind of playing more of a support role. And I do believe that these additional abilities. And changes to some of her her existing abilities really will will get her more involved with yeah. the fight itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think on paper I like it. Yeah. Of course, the proof is going to be when I'm actually fighting against her and seeing okay, how is this going to change the dynamic of the the battlefield and and just see if like okay, is it fair? Is it good game design or is it something that is just too much? Yeah. We'll see. The other one is that D.Va is getting the ability to shoot while flying. So when she puts her boosters on she can actually still shoot, which that'll make her a bit more lethal, especially for those of us like myself who like to play Pharah. You know, we're in the air, and, and uh, typically what they do currently is they have a diva unit that will fly up using their shield to get as close as they can, and then as they're dropping, they'll start shooting at you, so... <laughs> I'm a little scared.
1: You know what else Diva might get? What's
0: <laughs> Micro-missiles. Yep heard about that too. Micro missiles. Yeah. I haven't seen any actual gameplay footage of that yet. I don't even know if it's in the PTR. It is in the PTR. Okay. Um, and they're,
1: they're small little. I mean, they're all micro missiles. So they're not going to do as much damage as Farrah's rockets. Um, but it's just another ability that 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 she'll get. They're also toying with uh, how much she can use her, uh, that, that shield that she has. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people have complained about that because it's, a, it's basically an ultimate eater and she uses that a ton just absorb damage for the entire team and people are like, dude, we can't even damage D.Va you know, yeah. sometimes, so.
0: Yeah, that one I'm a little conflicted on just because I am a D.Va player. I I, um, I don't play D.Va as much anymore because I feel as though Blizzard has nerfed her too much. Hey, Daddy-o. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, but uh. yeah, like just, I remember when I, when I was first playing her, I just, I was enjoying her a lot and I realized that she was <sighs> overpowered. She was just too much. Um, when they initially made the, the the nerfs, I was like, okay, yeah, this is starting to feel better, but they kept nerfing her. First, it was, uh, you know, they were messing with her health versus her armor count, and then they were messing with how much damage her bullets do, and then they were messing with how much um, of a radius that her, her ultimate does, to the point now where, I mean, on average, I'm only getting like one to two deaths when I do my ultimate and if you compare that to other players like for instance Soldier 76 who auto locks on and and is completely mobile shooting you know running and gunning and stuff I mean that's incredibly powerful or if you look at uh, Hanzo when he unleashes his two dragons I mean if you're in the way you are done when you look at Hanz oh hi Hanz how's it going (laughs) so yeah I'm I'm a little I don't know how I feel about that. I do like the fact that they're they're introducing another secondary weapon to her roster just because she just seems to have gotten kind of basic due to all the nerfs. Uh, so yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. But I, I do like how they're they're tinkering with it. I, I, mean, yeah. I think I would say I'm more excited about Mercy than I am with D.Va. They actually might bring out a new Reinhardt ability. Oh! And
1: it's not necessarily an ability per se. It's like a, an add-on. So when he puts up his shield... He can only look at the direction his shield is going, right? So what they're toying with is a way to put up your shield and have it be stationary, but you can look left and right to see where your team is at. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
0: Onward to some Injustice 2 news. Mm. Raiden and Hellboy are (laughs) heading to Injustice 2. (laughs) Man, this gets better and better, let me tell you. Uh, Hellboy Raiden and Black Manta are coming to Injustice 2 as part of the game's second Fighter Pack. Fighter Pack 2 will be available for purchase starting September 12th, at which point the first character from the bunch will be available for early access. I am super excited. I had no idea. I figured Raiden would be coming in because yeah. that's kind of one of um, NetherRealm's you know, main characters from Mortal Kombat. But Hellboy, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I am pumped. I... For some reason, I thought that Hellboy was Dark Horse comics. I didn't think that they were DC, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Just give me some Luke Kang and Johnny Cage. <laughs>
1: <coughs> oh my gosh. New and done justice, fatalities,
0: <laughs> babalities. I still, babalities. I still <laughs> actually, speaking of babality, I need to actually get to grips with Starfire, which got released. I haven't played with her much at all. I've, I've fought against her. And she's got some cool moves, so she's one of the more of the DC, Teen Titan, I think, parts of the the universe. But anyway, finally, this is a big one, especially for all of you Nintendo lovers out there. Secret of Mana remake hits PS4, Vita, and PC next year. A complete remake of Secret of Mana is coming stateside next February, Square Enix announced Friday morning. PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and Windows PC versions are all in the works, and the game will come with a full set of new features. These include online multiplayer for up to three people, fully redone 3D graphics, new musical arrangements, and voice acting, although Square Enix hasn't said if the Western release will have English voices or just Japanese audio. I have never played this game. I've watched a a buddy of mine back when I was in elementary school, play it and I was really blown away by it. I mean, it's it's a super cool RPG. Nick, Big Baby Moose, uh, he's a big fan of, of Secret yeah. of Mana, so I think he's going to be pretty pumped.
1: Yeah, we'll have to get that one.
0: And I do believe that actually is all we have for gaming news. Okay. Why don't we say we segue right into movie news, Steve? This one is a bit interesting. Joker and Harley Quinn DC Extended Universe movie planned with Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. So those are the two actors from Suicide Squad, of course. According to Variety, Warner Brothers is in final negotiations with Glenn Ficarra and John Rakua to direct the film. The movie is a standalone story not affiliated with the recently announced Joker origin story movie reportedly being produced by film legend Martin Scorsese. The tracking board reports the Joker and Harley Quinn movie will come after Suicide Squad 2, pushing back the planned Gotham City Sirens movie. I have no idea what to make of that. I I do respect Jared Leto and Margot Robbie as actors. However, as you know, mm-hmm. I absolutely hated Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I think Margot Robbie was like the saving grace of that film. She was absolutely Harley Quinn. Jared Leto, unfortunately just really didn't get very much screen time and the screen time he did have it just didn't work and so didn't add anything I'm curious to see how that all is gonna how it's gonna pan out I mean I, I have uh, I have strong emotional attachments to these characters seeing as how they're from my uh, favorite comic book but uh, yeah what do you think uh, I'm not too excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know I, I I I don't know. The best yeah. okay, the best scene from Suicide Squad was actually the flashback that Harley Quinn had when she was getting to know the Joker yeah. and you watched as as she became obsessed with um being with the Joker and watching that relationship bud into this twisted thing that it is today. That was cool. That whole thing like we're like he manipulates her and, and, you know, makes her go insane. Yeah, right. And then, like, her, like, falling into that vat, you know, willingly and him going in after her. All that. I was like, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. That's cool. But that wasn't the entire movie. That was just, like, a little snippet. You're like, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie was like, eh. Yeah, that was five minutes worth. And the rest was like, <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> Speaking of Starfire. Live-action Titans DC series casts Starfire. Titans, Titans, an upcoming live-action dramatic series based on characters from the DC universe, has cast an actress in the role of Starfire. That actress is Anna Diop, who, prior to this, was likely best known for playing Nicole Carter on 24 Legacy. Did you watch 24 Legacy or not? Negative. You and I have both watched the original 24 series, but not the new one. Actually, I, I've watched the twenty. I, I'm
1: watching the twenty four series, but I haven't finished the entire series yet. I see. It's still on my Netflix
0: list. I I, I didn't want to finish it too early. I wanted to draw it out a bit. Yeah, dole it out. I yeah, see. Huh? Yeah. Well, this one is a little bit of a bummer for me personally. Ah, you Bad Boys Three, unlikely now claims Martin Lawrence. Hmm. I have always had a special place in my heart of hearts for Bad Boys. I love Bad Boys 1 and 2. I think Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have this (laughs) fantastic buddy chemistry on screen. Uh, But in in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Bad Boys star Martin Lawrence revealed that with the project getting constantly delayed and with Will Smith's busy schedule, there's a strong chance the movie will get canceled entirely. Quote, I don't think we're going to get to do one. Not the way everything's turning out, said Lawrence. Will is off doing another movie, and I don't think it's going to happen. End quote. And I think that has to do with, I think we covered a, a new story a little while back about how Will Smith is going to play Genie in the, the new Aladdin live action right. movie. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Um, but yeah, I hope that that does get made. I mean, that they are getting older. And I don't want them to get too old. I, I I certainly would like to finish out. There there seems to be kind of a, a a hard time completing trilogies lately, like Hellboy one and two, and then we couldn't get the third one. Now we're doing a reboot. I would really like to see like just a Bad Boys three just to round that out. And, yeah, yeah. You know, no. Put it put it to bed so to speak. <laughs> I need closure on my Bad Boys. Yeah. Finally, Wonder Woman becomes highest grossing domestic superhero origin film Man. ever. Crossing the $404 million mark at the box office this past weekend, Wonder Woman has now become the highest grossing superhero origin film at the domestic box office. It eclipsed the original Spider Man, which um, held a record of $403,706,375. Hmm. And if you recall, that actually. Why'd you look over there? Notice my poster? I do. That's the original Spider-Man right there. It came out in 2002. So since 2002, it has held the, that record. Original poster meaning before the Twin Towers fell. That's right. If you look in his eye, you can see the, the WTC right there. Yeah, exactly. The poster's worth something, run <laughs> Deadpool came close to toppling Spider-Man, which has held the top spot since 2002, which I just said. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning, too, that there has been a little bit of drama going on between James Cameron and Patty Jenkins. It's pretty interesting how, um, James Cameron had done something in particular where he had, I don't think he was meaning to necessarily slam (laughs) Patty Jenkins, but I, he was doing some sort of interview and he talked about how he didn't feel as though Wonder Woman, the character, uh, was, Basically, like 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 a, a decent or proper female right. heroine, um, and I mean, he was talking about how in his films because he's done a, a couple of films where you have these female leads, such as like you know in Terminator Two, mm-hmm. you had Sarah Connor. Um, what was the other one? I just had it and I lost it. Oh. Not Terminator Two, but uh, Avatar. No, <laughs> there was another one. I totally uh, anyway. Titanic. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Titanic. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I'll just use the Sarah Connor one. Um, He was talking about how in his films, how he portrayed his female hero as someone who was much more down to earth, reality, damaged, troubled. She was not the perfect mother. In fact, she was a pretty horrible mother. Um, But at the same time, she was able to pull herself up and be able to push through a lot of things and, and just be... Um, full of grit, yeah. and and so it was. It was it was interesting to, to just see that that comparison. But um, Patty Jenkins actually responded with a really nice um, quote, and I don't un- I don't have it here in front of me, unfortunately. But she was basically talking about how not every female lead has to be some sort of troubled woman right. who has a lot of baggage and all this other stuff. Like it's it's okay. To be beautiful, to have more of a a naive um, outlook on the world initially, anyway, and just just not, all, not- all the qualities that Wonder Woman possesses, it's it, you know it, I you don't have to to go down the same road, and I don't know I, I thought it was a, a, a classy response to something like that because I, I like both honestly I do you know I think it, it's it, honestly it boils down to. The, the style of the director. I think James Cameron tends to really be in more into that side of things and that's okay. Uh, but I don't think it's n- a byproduct of, of of just how every every female lead should be. I think that that depending on what the story calls for, that's you know how it should dictate the, the character.
1: Well I also think that not everybody comes from the same origin either. So I mean if if let's say Patty Jenkins made Wonder Woman with the same kind. Oh! Of, go um, ahead. Finish your, finish with your with thing with, the, with the, she scared me. I, I I remember the other female. in my pants over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> oh, nuts. Yeah, pause the show. Sorry, go ahead. Um <laughs> real streaming new shorts. <laughs> Anyhow, uh I mean if, it, if all the, the the strong female needs had the same origin story, then the, how what originality is that? And not everybody's gonna come from the same place. So I mean for not to mention it's like uh, you Dude, talk about your own stuff. Why you gotta rip on this other movie? You know, I mean yeah. it's, it'd be like the same thing if we got on the show and we ripped on other people's podcasts for no apparent reason. Like, we want why would we do that? That serves no purpose. Yeah. yeah. I smell a little BS Russ. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> okay. And uh, you scared me for a reason. What's I did. your reason? I'm sorry, I made you jump. The other female lead is Ripley from Aliens. That yeah. was a James Cameron film as okay. well. So, you know, strong female lead you know badass what everything else that you'd want to say and those are really interesting characters but yeah i think i think we're on the same page on that without further ado i do believe that it is time for our topic of the day So our topic of the day is the love-hate relationship I have with Nintendo right now. And I don't think it's just me alone. I think it's with a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. To start things off, Steve, I have something to show you. Show it to me, Russ. Don't lift up your shirt for any reason. I know you like my (laughs) belly button lint. (sighs) I went out and purchased the Nintendo I see, Switch.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, I see something that rhymes with Twitch.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> I'm <was> like, <laughs> oh good. Um. So yeah, you can take a look at it. Ah, so I the Nintendo Switch. Out. Oh, drop it. This this is a very big deal because I have never owned a Nintendo system before. Mm, this is big rush. Uh-huh, <laughs> it's a big deal. I'm gonna play table tennis. I want table tennis. <laughs> uh, the first two games that I bought with it are The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Of course you did. Did you get bowling? I want bowling. Uh, did, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it comes with it or what the new is. But I also got Mario Kart. Oh, boy. Every, uh, I, I think every girl, wife... <laughs> and the
1: neighbors be like, oh, he got Mario Kart. Oh, I'm so going
0: over there and playing. There that. are plenty of men who enjoy <laughs> Mario Kart as well.
1: I know a ton of women were like, my favorite game on Nintendo is Mario Kart.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm pretty excited. I haven't even taken it out of the box yet. It's all brand new. It's still wrapped in the cellophane. But I want a Nintendo boxing for the Switch and and
1: fishing. <laughs> I might have to go out and buy games and and continue to sleep over at your house in your media room.
0: Yeah, really. The cool thing about this, too, is I was able to get one that had the red and blue Joy-Cons on both sides. And that has been really hard to find. They, they've had more of the, the standard um, kind of charcoal gray, black right. kind of look to it. I want the blue one. You can have their own. <coughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. I, I had actually gone in there to talk to them about the NES Classic Mini. And it just so happened that they had, like, two of them. Mm-hmm. They just got them in. And I was like, oh, well, I'll take it. Awesome. And it's, it's been something that people have been trying to get for a long time now. So that is the part that I absolutely love about Nintendo. we, especially this year, I've been covering quite a bit of the different titles that have interested me. And I really do believe that they've, they've really got a good thing going with this. And, And the nice thing about it is, is that it's basically a portable system and you know, we haven't had a portable system since the Game Gear. Right. It's been a very long time, so I felt like it was it was time. And especially when I have to go on location to do video production and stuff, it's nice to have something I can play in the hotel room. So, not to mention, this is going to have a lot of playability from uh, after its
1: after its age has expired because. When your daughter grows up, Russ. Mm-hmm. you're taking them family trips. That's right. You put that thing in there and that
0: could be her entertainment. That's right. Being Very much so. She's already starting to be a gamer girl, Russ. I know. Oh, she loves <laughs> video games. I am I can't wait.
1: Daddy uh, can I see
0: the Batman show? She, yeah. <laughs> she's, she says that, by the way. Like, anytime I'm playing Batman, or even if I'm not, she won't, like, before she goes to bed, she has to look at Batman Arkham Knight, and I go through the character gallery. I don't show her the, the uber scary ones because she's only two, but she loves Batman and Robin. And when she was watching, uh, she was doing Overwatch. She's not too big on Overwatch yet, but with
1: some of the stuff, like when the hero, hero gallery is up, she's like, ooh, what's
0: yeah. that? What's that? Oh, she loves the characters, and she also loves Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. And she also loves Sonic, too. I think she, she does. She, yeah. Yeah, she has she has an affinity for Sonic. So, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of time. I, I cannot wait to be able to, like, share those gaming experiences with her. But Her first word was not mommy or daddy. It was... Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was dead.
1: I know, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, getting back to the Nintendo here, um, the, so that was that was the love portion of it was just being able to get the system, and it, it was interesting how it's been very difficult to find the the Nintendo Switch, especially the ones that have the the colorful Joy Cons on there, and it's been just a, a byproduct of just how. Nintendo basically just prints money. Just about anything they do, they they just make a ton of cash over and they're just a household name. So earlier this week, the SNES Classic Mini was dropped. Apparently it started, I want to say it was on, I want to say Tuesday night. It was either Monday night or Tuesday night. I can't remember, but... Our good old friend Brad actually texted me the night that it happened where Best Buy actually put up, uh, I think it was actually both Best Buy and Amazon had just out of the blue plopped up the SNES Classic Mini Orders at like midnight. I had gone to bed, normally I'm a a night owl. And so I'm, I'm up till, you know, one in the morning or so. But that particular night, I was just like, oh, I'm going to get to sleep early. I'm going to get you know, caught up on my sleep and whatnot. So I went to bed at like 1140, literally 20 minutes before Brad texts me all like freaking out because it went up for order. And it was sold out in 15 minutes at that point. You fast forward to the following day and all of a sudden, all of the other major retailers like Target and Walmart, Toys R Us, um, there were some other ones too. I, I can't remember, but... Oh, GameStop was another one. Um, they all started to just randomly make them available, and literally within seconds, they were sold out. The closest I got was on Target, where I actually was able to put, you know, go through the whole checkout process. I'm clicking place order. It's in the moment of processing. So you see the little like circular icon that's just moving their little loading thing, and it got snaked out from under me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So needless to say I was pretty pissed and yeah. I and there are a lot of people just all over the world who have the same type of reaction because this is this is not some sort of sleeper hit this is something that Nintendo knew for a long time coming up that the demand was just there everybody wanted one if you if you think about it People our age who are parents now, they grew up with the Super Nintendo. And there are people like you and I who we never owned a Super Nintendo because we were kids. We couldn't afford to have every system. We were Sega guys. But we had friends who played Super Nintendo and we enjoyed playing the games when we went over to their house. So then, you know, people like myself, it's like, yeah, now is my chance. I can order that. I'll be able to play it on my my 60-inch TV. It's going to be great. And so a lot of people are wondering, well, what is the deal about this? Why why were we unable to purchase the um, the system? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, I had made a guess that it probably had to do with bots, and I was right. Hmm. There is a bot called the the Tai Ding bot, and you can purchase it for like one hundred and ten dollars, and it's designed to do things like um, be able to grab like SNES pre-orders. There was a guy who got four SNES pre-orders successfully checked out as a result of using this thing. (laughs) And it makes sense because you have people, you know, you have your hardcore gaming audience and then you have your more casual gaming audience. And, the fact that you had a significant portion of the hardcore gaming audience not able to score one—I mean, they were ready to go. They, had, you know, you had each one of the stores on a different web tab. You've already got your your login information, your credentials, good to go. It's literally you're just hitting F five to refresh, and there was just a lot of folks who left empty-handed, and are, as a result, are just are really mad. They're upset, and so it goes back to Nintendo's antics. And I realize I'm monologuing quite a bit about this, but I'll, I'll let you uh, get in here in just a minute. I, I feel like I just I need a vent. <laughs> I realized i didn't have my monologue. I thought that was all internal. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> How do I tell them that due to the unfreezing process? I have no <laughs> <inner> <laughs> monologue. Why I I didn't you say that out loud just now? <laughs> well, before I keep going, do you have any thoughts on what
1: I'm saying? No, I could just back up your claim, though, because when I went to to GameStop after, Steve, wake up. Steve, wake up. Steve, wake up. (laughs) Steve, wake up. Okay, I'm up. Good freaking creep. Uh, I went in there to uh, get both and uh, the line was, like I told you before, it was like out the door for people buying the new Madden. Uh And so I thought, "All all right, I guess I'll wait in line. And then I called in ahead of time just to make sure this was happening because I saw a bunch of Twitter posts about, oh, so-and-so's got it. Oh, so-and-so's got it. And then I went on and I went on uh, target.com and then it sold out. I went on um, gamestop.com, sold out. Went on best buy.com, sold out. I'm like, okay, well, so everything's, it's going to be sold out. And I called the guy. I said, okay, is this happening or is it not happening? He goes, right. I don't know where the rumors are coming from, but it's not happening. And I go, all right, well, do you have any Xbox, you know, Progress square Yeah, God, what? I'm like, okay, I'm heading down there right now. <laughs> he goes, OK. So I, I burnt rubber in the driveway, <laughs> took out, man, made all my neighbor's mad, got there, waited in line. Everyone's like, mad, mad, mad. And I'm about uh, like eight. I'm, I'm telling you, like 18, 20 people left in line. And then yeah. he goes, huh? Oh, look at that. I got an email saying that they're releasing four. And then people go, Oh, that's why I'm here too. And then, like, the, the last four people in line to get mad and go, Oh, are the first four, excuse me, next up in line. And so it goes, Okay, one, two, three, four. Anybody else? Uh, you got to go. Everybody's like, Oh, you got to be kidding me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, GameStop that one day just only had four. I'm like, good grief.
0: Now, check this out. I'm checking. The same day that you went to GameStop, I went to that same GameStop on my way home. I knew you would. Okay, just to double check. Yeah. And I went straight up to them because I remember you had told me, you yeah. said that you'd gone there and they were like waving people away who were there for SNES Classic yeah. pre-orders, claiming they didn't have any. I went in there that same day and talked to them and I said, did you ever get any SNES Classic mini pre-orders today? They said, yes, they did. They said, yeah, we were, we were able to do it and, they, and we're sold out. And I said, when exactly did you start doing that? Oh, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, this morning? Oh, like, you know, those are like around, like, I don't know, 11 a.m. or so, something like that. I mean, literally, like the time that you went over there in order to pre order it. I said, so was this something that was planned? beforehand or did it just get dropped in your lap so they said no we had no idea literally like a thing came up and suddenly we were able to do it and so then as a result like anyone who came in asking for a pre-order then we could do it like there was there was no lead up there was no heads up nothing yeah and so you were probably like 10 minutes early whatever it is i mean it's just so anyway this is something that um I think that Nintendo really screwed the pooch on. And this is something that Nintendo, this is really Nintendo's fault. Um, I also, you know, I place a significant amount of the blame also on the fact that this whole bot thing is going on, but I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. As a company, it is, I'm getting on my soapbox here and this is a message for you, Nintendo. So Nintendo, I want you to listen up. Wake up. I have tremendous amount of respect for you as a company. I think you've done a fabulous job of enriching countless amounts of families uh, by your products and, and just everyone's been enjoying your things. And we've, had, we've been able to, to forge a lot of memories as, as a result of just the, the wonderful gaming experiences that you provide. However, you need to do a serious inventory of how you conduct your business with your products. The fact is is that you knew that the Super Nintendo Classic Mini was going to sell like hotcakes. In fact, you even went on record talking about how you were making a significantly more um, amount of editions of the SNES Classic over the NES Classic because the NES Classic sold like gangbusters. And why you didn't continue to create more NES Classic Minis is beyond me because the demand is there. It's classic supply and demand. It's free money. Take it. So moving on to the SNES Classic, now you're at a point where there are tr- just a, a ton of people that want your product. And now the only other option that that you really, well, there's two options. One is you can go on eBay where they're scalping the crap out of these prices. And they're currently at between $200 and $250 when the system itself was retailing for 80 bucks. Right. Um, The only other way that you can do that other than eBay is to try and get it when it drops. I think it's on September 28th or 29th. I can't remember which day it is, but that means that there are going to be people who are freaking out, trying to get their hands on a very limited quantity. It is your prerogative to make sure that you properly engage the retailers and let them know when you expect these things to drop. This is nothing new. You have different companies all the time that will stage simultaneous releases of certain products and also get the word out and whatnot. This whole ninja-esque approach to just kind of sort of letting it come out and not letting anybody know when it's going on or whatever, that's bad business. Be up front, have a date of when the pre-orders are available, and let the folks have a fair shot at getting the product that they want to get. Uh, it's it's not rocket science, and they've had a history with this with other systems too in the past. And I, it just bewilders me that they they approach it this way. Rush. <clears throat> yes, Steve,
1: I'm gonna play devil. De- <laughs> let me start over. <laughs> I'm gonna play a devil's advocate for a second. You just went full retard. <laughs> Never go full retard. So I think it's marketing. And I'll tell you why, okay? Because Sony does the same thing. I worked in Best Buy and I worked in Target and I worked in Good Guys and then we all sold the systems. However, when Sony in particular comes out with a new system, they do almost the exact same thing. They'll, they'll leak out a few systems here and there. Oh, you know, like big box retail stores, high traffic areas only get like three or, or four PS2s, PS3s. PS4s. I've been around for every single launch. And the public is going wild, going, man, I'm trying to get one. I'll pay what? What's the money? I'll pay it. I'll pay it. You know, and then more close to Christmas time, they leak out more and more and more because everybody wants to get one. And it's an art they're basically artificially creating a high demand for it. Mm-hmm. Because if all your kids you know, are begging you, let's say for a system, or you're an avid fan and you want to get the system. You almost don't really care what the price is. I mean, I went to go pre, you know, put money down on the the Xbox Scorpio, and not even check what the full price is going to be. So, I mean, but I really, really want one. That's the case. So if, if they're satisfying the demand early and everybody gets one, then all of a sudden it's not as exciting. But if, the, if one of your buddies, like out of five, let's say, gets one, everyone's like, oh, you got that? Oh, you got this? I've been looking for it everywhere. And people are scouring the internet and scouring every little shop they can to try and find the system. And if Sony or Nintendo, in this case, can control that demand and leak out the systems, they can keep the demand high for a longer period of time.
0: Yeah, normally that sort of thing does make sense. And Sony and, and Microsoft, I totally, I, I know what you're talking about. However, in Nintendo's case, Nintendo has a track record of stopping production. Like with the NES Classic, for example, they only made a certain amount of units and that was it. It wasn't like they were trying to drum up some sort of hype for the, the launch of the system. And so they leaked out like what you're talking about only six months later to have plenty on the market at that point in time, like a a PlayStation or an Xbox, there are no more. Hmm. That is it. The same thing with the SNES classic mini. Um, The Nintendo has gone on record saying that they're only working on units until the end of this year, after December of 2017, that's it. There Hmm. are no more. So regardless of the fact of how much demand there is for this system, they just have it in their minds that that's all they're going to make. And it's just, it's, to me, it's a lousy customer experience. Like you want to be able to facilitate the demand and be able to have as many happy gamers as possible. Now, switching gears a bit, going back to the bot thing. Um, this is also the um, something that a lot of the retailers need to do. If you go on there on a lot of these websites and you're checking out, they don't have what's called CAPTCHA. There are surprisingly few websites that utilize this, but Captcha is that thing where, like, you know, you type in like what letters you see or or what kind of pictures um, match up or whatever it is. It's basically a way to make sure that you're you're a person, not a bot. Right. All of these retailers, Best Buy, GameStop, um, Amazon, all of these places, they need to incorporate the Captcha technology into it because the founder of the Tai Ding bot. Has said the one thing that prevents their software from working, their script is the CAPTCHA, and I think that due to making sure that the the playing field is leveled, it's a fair playing field. So it's first come, first serve, and you, no one has any kind of little nerdy thing that they do where they they run some sort of little script and and they you know are able to get four SNES Classic Minis. I mean, because that's that's three SNES Classic Minis that could have gone to different households. Right. Because at the end of the day, people just want to have fun playing the game. They don't want to, like, they have no interest in flipping it on eBay and make a price. I think that it is the responsibility of these retailers to strongly consider adding that into their checkout system because that will make things a whole lot more fair. And I think, you know, I joked this week about how there are, are officially too many nerds in the world now because you have so many folks who've gotten savvy at. Being able to find, like for instance, you can't just go to a website and buy the Tai Ding bot. You have to go through a lot of back channels and find someone who has one, and just you know, it's kind of more the black market in that sense. Um, but even unrelated to video games, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Mondo. Mondo is a, a company that's based actually in Austin, Texas, and they sell um, very limited edition prints of different types of pop culture oriented things, whether it's comic books or movies or whatever, they have certain artists from around the world who make their own original um, depiction of something. So a character or a scene from a a beloved movie, whatever it is. As a result, they have the same problem where they will all of a sudden post a brand new print that's for sale and there's only like 50 copies or 75 copies of this print. Mm. They're not going to make any more of that print. And so as a result that the you know due to the low edition size you have people who are really trying to get it however there are bots that are used on that as well and they have no captcha system in place so you have a lot of customers walk walk away feeling thwarted you know and angry because it's like well there's no point like I, I really would love to buy that frame it and enjoy it in my home but there's there's literally no way to do it unless I want to pay you know 3 to 5 times as much on eBay I think another
1: angle to look at this too, was that it was talked about so much on social media and even people were having fun with it saying that, oh, it's being released now when it, uh, it wasn't released. And that was going back and that's gone back and forth actually for a long, long time, for right. a couple months. At least I've seen it going on for a couple months. I'm on Twitter and, and Facebook, more so Twitter. Um, and to the point where people are going, are, are ready, or they're, they're antsy to go spend their money and they're going, is it out now? No, it's not out now. Is it out now? No, it's not mm-hmm. out now. Is it out now? No, it's not out now. You know, and even, even on the same, when it was finally available for pre-order, people are still saying, oh, go in there. They have them just sitting there. I'm like, come on. You know, I mean, you're just... <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Nintendo, yeah, they did drop the ball. At the same time, I mean, if, if the demand is that high and they, they are enraging that many customers... They got to think, eh, we can make more. I mean, it's a quick buck for us. But make, they don't. Know. That's yeah, the thing. They're
0: stubborn in that sense. Like once yeah. they make their mind up, that's it. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like you and I are used to companies like Microsoft and Sony where they see the demand and go, oh, well, let's make some more. <laughs> you know, and, and when they do like a, a specific system launch, after the, the initial batch is done, there's a period of, of it being sold out. But then a couple of months later, like two or three months later, all of a sudden, they'll start getting more systems in because, hey, yeah, we made some more. Here you go. And, we're, and we are used to that type of sales dynamic. This, is, however, is, is a bit different. So literally, what you and I are going to have to do, mm-hmm. and I'm asking you this is a favor, Steve, mm-hmm. is we're going to have to literally get in line at oh, dark 30 in the morning outside of a GameStop or Best Buy or Target, something like that, on the day this thing drops in order to secure one.
1: Yeah, we have to split up, I think. I think you, so, too. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I you know, if I, if I drop a hint out there, um, <laughs> if anybody wants one, typically Target's the last place people think about in order to get one. Yeah. Um, or Walmart. Or even Walmart, yeah. yeah. But I remember I remember people walking in Target and not even knowing what the electronics department had. And it's like, oh, you guys got games here? Oh, you guys got cell phones here? Anyway, uh-huh. Yeah, we've always had it, you know? So um, I remember... A lot of consumers walking in surprised that we we were selling Xbox and PlayStation and whatever, whatever. So yeah, um, maybe uh, I'll get in line on a place that is not so regularly you know looked at.
0: One of the other things too that's worth mentioning is that the, um, with the the Super Nintendo Classic Mini getting released, the game that everyone's talking about that's coming with it is Star Fox Two. Star Fox Dose. That game never came out. Um, in America. Right. That was a Japanese only game. And so once again, you have all these people who are big Star Fox fans, they're big Nintendo fans. They won't get to play the game because, Hey, there aren't any systems available. So again, it's like, okay, what at the end of the day, what is the user experience? Like, do you want to have that type of situation where people walk away and they're, and they're just like, wow, like I had no chance. That sucks. Yeah. Or do you want to be able to properly facilitate the demand and be like, hey, you know what? We know we initially said we were only gonna make a certain amount of units up until this point, but you know what, due to the fact that we have this overwhelming demand, now we're making more. I mean, it, let's be real, this is not some next gen system, right. this is a very, you know, dated update to yeah. the system. Yeah. It doesn't cost nearly as much as, as like you know, the, the the current gen systems or next gen systems will cost. This is 16-bit.
1: Yeah. We're at 17-bit now. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I think I've, I've ranted enough about it, but I feel like I was compelled to just talk about the subject of Nintendo just simply because of the fact that this year was the year for me that I was like, I want to get into a Nintendo system. And that's saying something because I've never owned a Nintendo system. I've always been in the Sega camp. I've always, um, enjoyed you know like the playstation and xbox i've never owned a nintendo system and so it's interesting coming from my perspective on that because i, w- I would admit dude i was hot to trot yeah. i was ready to go i'm like dude here's my money take my money i'm, I'm ready to do this um take steve's money too while you're at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> even i didn't even ask him i just took his money here take it okay where'd my money go
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway my, I still have hope I have not lost complete hope on it, but I do sincerely hope that Nintendo um, will look at kind of their their structure and their model of how they release future systems. <clears throat> and I also am hopeful that we will be able to actually grab an SNES classic because they have like 21 or 22 games on there that like all of which I was like, "Yeah, I remember playing that at my friend's house. That was awesome. yeah. You know, Russ, when you get
1: the system your hand, and, you, and you get the controller in your hand, you're going to be like, how did we used to play this before? Like, I'm used to the Xbox controller and the PlayStation it's so controller. so tiny, like, yeah. Yeah, your hand's going to start to cramp.
0: Those little milk bone controllers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's all the time we have for this particular episode. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to show us some love, you can find us on Twitter at joygasmTV and facebook.com slash joygasmTV. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash joygasmTV. And make sure you check us out on YouTube. Just do a search for joygasmTV. And until next time, folks, happy gaming.